Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All righty, hour number two of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. So we know for sure that the Dallas Cowboys are sticking with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. That has been made official. When it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, it appears that Nick Sirianni is going to come back. He still has to meet with Jeffrey Lurie, but Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni have gathered together to find future names of coordinators because I think it's pretty clear. We know for sure the Eagles have a new defensive coordinator next year. They got rid of Sean Desai from being the D.C. in season, even though he was still on the roster. Then they did go with Matt Patricia, who was on the staff. They made Hassan Reddick practically be invisible down the stretch, and you saw frustration from Hassan Reddick, who is still a tremendous pass rusher in this league, and it made no sense how they were using him. Um, I would like to think the Eagles are going to have a new offensive coordinator, but because of how close Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson are, I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I don't think Brian Johnson is going to get hired as a head coach, but the Falcons did make it clear the other day that they at least interviewed him. So I I would think, and this is just following logic, Sirianni, let's say he comes back, he's definitely going to have a new DC, but he should also probably have a new offensive coordinator as well. I know for sure he'll have a new DC. I do not know if he will have a new offensive coordinator. But I don't think it's the right decision to bring Sirianni back. I've made that clear. And I get it. Three years, three postseason trips, in the Super Bowl a year ago. But this past year, and not even the entirety of the year, the last two months where they were one and six down the stretch, it got bad. And even though yesterday you had guys like Fletcher Cox and... Jason Kelsey, come to your defense. They all said those things with at least one of those guys, maybe both of those guys being out the door. Like, we know whether he wants to admit it or not, and he just wants to do it on his own terms, and I respect that. We know that Jason Kelsey's about to hang him up. So as much as Jason Kelsey is a legend, and Jason Kelsey is one of the best athletes that I've ever covered, and one of the nicest people ever, I don't care that Jason Kelsey's giving an endorsement of Nick Sirianni. It's kind of like reminiscent in some way of the Broncos players after Nathaniel Hackett got hired and it was the last two weeks of the season and everyone didn't say anything about Russell Wilson, but then the last two weeks of the year, up oh, got Garrett Bowles, all these guys were popping up out of nowhere to speak positively 
about Russell Wilson. It just, it doesn't carry any weight with me. And Fletcher Cox may be back in Philadelphia next year, and he's a legend in that franchise, but he's either walking off the green at 17, getting ready to tee off on 18, or he's walking up the fairway of 18 as well. Like, he is close to the end of his career, especially in Philadelphia. So Fletcher Cox, we'll play this for you right now. Um, let's let's play him first defending uh, Nick Sirianni yesterday in the locker room. Come on, man. Uh, what, is it, what is it to talk about, man? This man, he's a winner. He's a winning head coach. You know, do we have some bumps this year? Yeah, but every team, every organization, everybody everybody goes through it. But we don't look at Fireman, man, who, you know, obviously has won 10-plus games two years in a row. That's took this organization to three playoff appearances three years in a row. You know, that's a respect. You know, the coaches, he's a good leader for this team. Um, he, he does a really good job. Did we come up short? Yeah. Did things happen this year? Yeah. But you don't look at, you know, or no, I don't discuss about, you know, firing a man or, you know, this man got a family. And then let's hear uh, Fletcher Cox get very upset with Jeff McClain, longtime Philadelphia scribe. Huh? Yeah. Come on, man. Man, he's head football coach of this team, man. Come on, man. We ain't, we ain't there ain't even a no discussion about okay, that. Yeah, okay, you don't think it's going to happen? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't got anything to say about that, man. You're a clown, bro. <laughs> face, bro. I think that Fletcher Cox and Jeff McClain, just by some of the articles that I have read, have had some beef in the past, and this is not their first kerfuffle. I guess that's the, the new word that I'm on. Kerfuffle that they've had uh, against one another in, in one of these settings. But to Fletcher Cox, originally he was like, huh? When he was asked about the, the whole idea about the uncertainty of Nick Sirianni's job status, you got to act a little bit better than that. Huh? You, you know, you a thousand percent know what the conversation is. And you, it's not like you're a rookie. You've been in this league for a long time. You've dominated in this league for a long time. You know those questions are coming. So it's nice of um, Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey as well to be adamant that they want Nick Sirianni back, but Kelsey probably won't even be back. And I would think Fletcher Cox is going to be back, but it's not a guarantee. And also, when have you ever heard with an acting head coach, a player, get in front of a microphone, and when they ask him about the coach's future, say, yeah, that coach got to go. Yeah, we got to fire that coach. We should have left him at the tarmac, you know, right on the tarmac in Tampa Bay. It, it doesn't happen. Now, it kind of shows you the Eagles' direction that they're moving, where on the defensive side of the ball, Darius Slay, like we all know Sean Desai and Matt Patricia aren't calling plays next year. They probably won't even be on the coaching staff. Darius Slay is talking about one of the positional coaches last year who they thought should have got the D.C. job and ended up in Baltimore and look at the success of the Baltimore Ravens defense. So that's the only thing that I know for sure next year with the Eagles is they're going to have a new D.C., but on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know what to expect. And here's my thing with Nick Sirianni. What does he do in an outstanding way? Why should I bring him back? He gave a play calling, whether that was forced or that was his own decision, like five or six games into his, his first year as the head coach. Then Shane Steichen was a rock star. Shane Steichen ended up getting a job with the Colts, and up until his last play call of the season, he did a remarkable job with Indianapolis, and they exceeded all expectations. And everyone liked to tell you how bad Jonathan Gannon was last year as a defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. Jonathan Gannon had a respectable team this year with not a lot of talent in the Arizona Cardinals, beat the Eagles outright, and that defense did a complete 180 without Jonathan Gannon. 
So I look at Sirianni, and I give him credit for hiring a good offensive coordinator and hiring a good defensive coordinator. But once you gave them your best, this past year was an absolute disaster, even after you were gifted a 10-1 start. A 10-1 start. And you uh, finished the year 1-6 down the stretch. So I understand, and this is when Doug Peterson won his Super Bowl. And Doug Peterson had a meeting with Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie did not like his list of new coordinators. And Doug Peterson was shown the door. So I guess there's still a possibility that Nick Sirianni could get showed the door in the next day or two or maybe uh, by the end of this full week. But I do believe the Eagles brass, whether it's Jeffrey Lurie and, or Howie Roseman, I think they like a, a coach that they could control. And also, I'm not saying that we need to live in a world now where players hate their coaches, but I think it's abundantly clear that Nick Sirianni is a player's coach that is a doormat. Like, Mike Vrabel is a player's coach, but he's not a doormat. And that's a problem. Like, I look at Sirianni as more of a cheerleader than I do as a head football coach. Like, when you're wearing your guy's jersey to the game, when you have a moment of adversity and things like that, like, are you going to really get that group to rally together? And Sirianni, if you're this bright offensive mind, why didn't you take control of the offense down the stretch? How did you, like, why didn't you prevent that locker room from sinking? And you were the one, or you and your team were the one, that put together this offensive coordinator and this defensive coordinator. It was a disaster. So as much as I don't think Mike McCarthy should be back as the head coach of the Cowboys, I actually think it's a worse decision with the Eagles if they continue to go through with Nick Sirianni. And here's why. I believe in this Eagles roster. The Eagles are actually close. The Eagles just last year had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl where Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field, and they almost slayed the Kansas City Chiefs, the dragon of the NFL. A year later, you're off to a 10-1 start, and then you look like one of the worst teams ever down the stretch at 1-6. You couldn't beat the Giants, you know, the second time. You lost to the Cardinals. You lost to Drew Locke. Like, the Cowboys, I know, they're just a good team. They're not close to being great. The Eagles have displayed greatness to you before. They know how to win. But sometimes, the guy that builds back up the house isn't the one that's going to finish off your house and, and put the roof on top of your home. And that's why I do believe when you have the names of Belichick, Carroll, Harbaugh, and Vrabel out there, one of those four guys need to be the next head coach of the Eagles next year. But I don't expect it to happen. I would actually be genuinely surprised if we get an announcement in the next 48, 72 hours that the Eagles have decided to part ways with Nick Sirianni. They'll try to bring in a new defensive coordinator. Maybe, at best, they'll try to bring in a new offensive coordinator. But I'm trying to figure out, other than... And I can't even say he's a good cheerleader anymore. Or a good rah-rah guy. Because that clearly had an expiration date of two years. Because when they needed him the most to galvanize that locker room, down the stretch, at, at, when they're just exploding in front of our eyes, being one and six, you have defensive players yelling at the coaching staff, offensive players yelling at the coaching staff, the quarterback that looked like an MVP a year ago, just uh, totally 
looking competent on the field. This was a cluster, you know what? And that's why I think it's a worse decision by the Eagles to keep Sirianni than it is the Cowboys to keep McCarthy because I expected more out of the Philadelphia Eagles. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Pete in Pennsylvania next up on CBS Sports Radio. Pete, what do you say? You know what? You made a lot of good points just now, but I still got to say that Roger McCarthy has got to go. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, we, we've been in this, you know, we, we know what we got with him. And I, I admit the Sirianni has some major problems, mm-hmm. but I'd be more concerned if I was the Cowboys uh, faithful, you know, rooting on that guy that doesn't have an answer for what we have to wait for every year, the playoffs. What do they do? Choke. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Pete. And let me be clear. It's like asking, like, which sickness would you rather have? Like, which disease would you rather have? Both of these guys shouldn't be brought back as the head football coach of the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. Just the conversation is, which one is a worse decision? And I think it's Sirianni because I expected more out of this Eagles team, and I think this Eagles team is closer than the Dallas Cowboys. But real quickly, let's play this again. (laughs) I, I still can't get over this. This is Mike McCarthy. Already knows he's coming on back. Do a little press conference, right? You're a lame duck coach. No contract extension yet that we know of. And this gem of a quote from Mike McCarthy that he gave uh, a little while ago, defending his playoff record and talking about the championship, but not world championship culture that he's brought to Dallas. We have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know, I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. Stu, do me a favor. I mean, the first five to seven seconds of that just one more time. I, I just want to really replay how stupid of a quote that is. We have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. <laughs> uh, we know how to. Tra- so we've established a championship program, but not a world championship program. So what? You you just exta- established a championship program to what? The NFC East, where you won one division championship. I guess, is that what we're, or two division championships, I guess? Is that what we're talking about? That's what you're playing for? Because it's not like I haven't seen the Cowboys win a division championship before. But since 1995, they haven't been an NFC title game. They haven't even been, they haven't been to a Super Bowl. So to say you've established a championship program, but not a world championship program, is basically you just justifying losing and not understanding what the definition of being a champion is. Like, maybe you get to an NFC title game and you win an NFC title game and you go to a Super Bowl. At least there was some championship. But you're going to tell me you winning a division championship twice is now a championship program? That's the least important championship, right? In the NFL, it's win your division, it's win the conference, win the Super Bowl. In terms of importance, though, winning the Super Bowl is number one, winning the NFC your conference is two, and then winning your division is three. So because you've won the least important championship, that now means you have a championship program, but not a world championship program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris in California, next up on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Chris, what's happening? 
Hey, what's going on, man? Doing great. Good. Do you know why uh, Philadelphia is going to settle with keeping Nick Sirianni? It's because nobody is going to want to come and be micromanaged by Harry Roseman. Nothing's going to change until either Harry Roseman changes his philosophy or they fire him. Now, with, with the locker room being taken over... Well, just real quickly, the-, the one thing that's tough with Howie, it's been a roller coaster with Howie. Because remember, right, Chip Kelly came in, he basically demoted Howie Roseman, told him to move his office, and, and you never heard from Howie Roseman. Then Roseman came back, he won a Super Bowl. Then he got you know, a lot of people, a lot of criticism for missing on the drafts with Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf, and he got this team back to another Super Bowl. So even though Howie has flaws, Howie's done more winning than losing, though, in this league, Chris. I give you that, but like I said, if things don't change in a positive direction... You're just uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are just going to be in purgatory. Now the biggest problem well, right I now is, I, that I don't agree with because like Doug Peterson, for example, was viewed as a puppet when he first got here, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl with Doug. Okay, yeah. So, so you, you can't say that's purgatory. That's as so, successful as you get. The, the, these those are two different uh, head coaches. Uh, Nick, uh, Doug Peterson and Nick Sirianni are two different head coaches. Well, they, they they've different... both been talked about very similarly. And I, and I covered Doug when he was in Philly. Doug was not a popular hire. You had people like Mike Lombardi say it was the least uh, qualified but, coaching hire he's but, ever seen. Doug was viewed as a puppet just like Sirianni was. Doug just proved everyone thing, wrong. The thing is, uh, Doug Peterson had Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz also was an MVP candidate as well before he got hurt. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles don't have a franchise quarterback. They think they have a franchise quarterback, but they don't. You need to go out and you need to get somebody that's going to compete with Car Stubbing with uh, Jalen Hurts. And well, Jalen Hurts just played just as well, if not better, than Carson did. No, no, just no, last year no, he did. Yes, no, he did. No, he didn't. All those tush pushes. Those are that's they didn't run the tush man. push last year. They didn't that's run the tush push last year when they when they got to the Super Jeffrey Bowl. Jeffrey Lurie, you need to go out and get Kenny Pickett. Bring him to Ugh. Philadelphia. Bring oh, him Chris, home, man. You, uh, like Chris, can, can I just ask you a question? You, you still there, Chris? We still got Chris? Yeah, I'm still here. Well, so now you've called me twice to say Kenny Pickett. What is Kenny Pickett, like, is is Kenny Pickett a relative of yours? Is he a relative of yours? No. Why does everybody ask that? Because Kenny I Pickett w- I just... Call, uh, I call WIP. They argue with me. You obviously, you guys don't know how to play uh, football. You guys don't know nothing yeah, uh, so, about football. So, Chris, what's your football credentials, just wondering? Where'd you play? I played I played community college football. Where, Where? South Harmon Institute of Technology? Dude, what are you going to, like, talk down on me or something? Like, no, but it's just a dumb, it's a dumb point. Kenny, Mason Rudolph just played better than Kenny enough. Pickett. Bro, I'm an average person out here that wasn't fortunate enough to be born into a freaking college family, bro. And who, I mean, what did you, what did you All righty, Chris, have a good day. Take a lap. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett can't hold Jalen Hurts' jock. He can't hold his jock strap. <laughs> Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate last year. And you're going to tell me Kenny Pickett? And that's the second time this week I've had to hear Kenny Pickett to the Eagles. And here's another thing. If Kenny Pickett is that great, what makes you think that the Steelers are then going to trade him to the Eagles? You know, I've been wrong about a lot of things that I predicted. Here's one thing that I won't be wrong about. Kenny Pickett will not have a better career than Jalen Hurts. Oh, geez, Louise. What are we, what are we doing here, Samter? What are Do we you want to put some money in a show bet? Yeah. I will uh, throw hot sauce. I will, I will dunk a full bucket of the hottest hot sauce in the world all over me 
if Kenny Pickett ends up having a better career than Jalen Hurts? I mean, I feel like if you gave me, like, you know, the right odds, right, like 5,000 to 1, yeah. I would maybe take that bet. Also, look, Chris's point, <laughs> he goes, I wasn't fortunate enough to be born into a college family. What does that have to do with you calling up a radio show and spewing some stupid nonsense about wanting Kenny Pickett, who can't even win the job or or be viewed as a positive uh, force on the, on the field in Pittsburgh? What does that have to do with the, your dumb point that you called up? And the worst part of it all is that he started up by insulting you by saying, "What do you guys? You guys know nothing about football." Yeah. It's like so if you're going to insult the host and say he knows nothing about football, then you can't get butthurt <laughs> when the host comes back at you and questions your credentials. And, and not for nothing, I had a Division One coach beg me to walk on his football team. I was a JV nine offense alignment of the year at Comac High School. I have football credentials. Whatever, that coach hasn't done anything else in his career since he asked you to walk on. So it's not like that has any weight to it either. Yeah. This is that Gelb show on uh, CBS Sports Radio. There's a lot of dumb phone calls I take. A lot. I've taken a lot of dumb phone calls. That could be the dumbest one I've ever taken, Samter. That's up there. You know, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Can you beat the dumb take of Kenny Pickett should... Uh, replace Jalen Hurts as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you have a dumb enough take? We're going to be stupid on a Thursday. We're thirsty for your dumb takes. Let me know if you have a worse take than that. I think David Carr saying bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus <laughs> Mariota was <laughs> was not far off. And I actually think that was a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, Chris must have small hands. That's why he loves Kenny Pickett. You know what they say about people with small hands. All righty. Small gloves. <laughs> this is that Kelp Show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, Zach Elb Show, CBS Sports Radio, where we do not endorse Kenny Pickett getting into the Eagles quarterback room. What a phone call that was. You could always hit us up, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare and one out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Before I make some head coaching predictions, let me just also say this. When I look at the Eagles and you compare them to the Cowboys, I think Dak has his limitations. I look at Dak Prescott, I think he's just a good, but not a great quarterback. With Jalen Hurts, I saw a quarterback in his first true year as a starter, one more games that was expected out of him, then in year two play like an MVP, and after one offensive coordinating uh, change, he ended up being a disaster or an underwhelming quarterback this year, even though there was a time this season when people were making a case for Jalen Hurts to win the MVP for a few weeks. So that's why I'm not willing to give up on Jalen Hurts yet. Now, Jalen Hurts just got a massive contract extension. So when I see Jalen Hurts, I don't think this year, even though I don't want to exonerate him from 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 all blame, but I do think this year was more of a coaching issue than a Jalen Hurts issue. And I still don't know what the apex of Jalen Hurts could be. But we've never talked about Dak Prescott being a top five quarterback in the league. We haven't. You know, I know this year some people said MVP, but no one ever went into a season talking about Dak Prescott as a top five quarterback in the sport. Jalen Hurts going into this year, which was his third full year, going into his third full year as being a starter in this league, was talked about pretty much unanimously as being a top five quarterback in the sport. So that's why I don't think it's fair for anyone to call up and suggest, up the Eagles, man, they got to give up on Jalen Hurts. They got to bring someone else in. No, no, no. Bring in a new offensive coordinator and get Jalen Hurts back to doing what Jalen Hurts did a year ago. Let's go to David in Milwaukee, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. He's next up with the Zach, with Zach Gelb on the Zach Gelb Show. David, what's happening? Hi, how are you? Doing great, David. What do you got? I just, I kind of disagree with you, and I don't, I, I'm not a, not your, not your fan, but I'm not disliking you that mad. I think you're all right, but I disagree with a lot of your points. Okay. Uh I think you're wrong with that. McCarthy, even though I, I'm from Milwaukee area, and I'm not a Packer fan, I'm a Raiders fan. So My condolences, has, David. Heaven has said that. I, it is what it is. But anyway, I didn't like McCarthy here because he was a pompous ass, and he talked like his, uh, you know, everything that came out of his ass was the best thing happening. But anyhow. Did you like Rodgers, uh, just still, wondering? I still, I still believe that he uh, is still a good coach in general. I, the only problem is I kind of put a lot of the problem on the defense of the Cowboys, no? Yeah, you're 100% right. The, the Cowboys' defense folded in a big game. The offense folded in the big game. Mike McCarthy folded in the big game. I don't think Mike McCarthy – so what do you disagree with me about? This is what I don't get. Well, I just – because McCarthy's not a – the only thing is I, 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 you can't replace him because what are you going to get? What, who are you going to hire? Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, okay, Belichick Jim Harbaugh. Old, 
an old man. Old man that doesn't really, he tried to prove himself, and I don't think he's going anywhere. And that's just my opinion. I might be wrong, but I think him and Brady made a great uh, career. Hmm. And let's just face it, both of them together were phenomenal. And let's just leave that at that. Why are we always constantly searching for other things to happen? It's not going to happen. Belichick was a failure before he came to uh, New England, right? Well, he he won a. I wouldn't call him a failure. He did win a playoff game in Cleveland, but he wasn't considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. Sure, you're right Correct. on that. So, what's your point, David? This is what I, I don't understand. You're saying you disagree with me. Well, I, I, but hold on, hold on, David, 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 hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I'm all for people disagreeing with me. We don't have to have a bloodbath over every conversation. I just don't understand what you're disagreeing with me about. I just because you're cutting down like McCarthy, even though I'm not the biggest fan of McCarthy, but I don't think he's a bad coach. I'm. Uh, no one ever said. Mike McCarthy's a bad coach. I've said for the last two hours that Mike McCarthy's a good coach, but they need someone else in Dallas. It's funny to me. This guy calls up, and he goes, Mike McCarthy is a pompous ass. You know, I didn't like him when he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. Like, what is going on here? What I want to pull out my hair. You know, I should have taken another sick day. Seriously. What are we doing? You're calling up. You're trashing McCarthy, and then you get annoyed? After you just trashed McCarthy, called him a pompous ass when I say that Mike McCarthy should be fired. So you hated McCarthy when he was in Green Bay, even though you're a Raiders fan. So you can't recognize a good coach to save your life regardless. And then you're saying, oh, I'm wrong for wanting McCarthy out. And you're saying, I said McCarthy is a bad coach. But I never said that. I've defended Mike McCarthy for crying out loud. But he's a good coach. He's not very good. He's not great. And the Cowboys need something else. Because two out of the last three years, they have failed to be ready for a playoff game. Doesn't take away all the blame from the players. But these players are under contracts in a salary cap era. You can't just get rid of all the players. The players are more important than the coach. Yeah, the quarterback sucked the other day. The defense sucked the other day. We all know that. But you're not going to get rid of all the players. But there are coaches out there. Belichick would instantly be an upgrade. Carroll, instantly be an upgrade. Vrabel, upgrade. Jim Harbaugh, upgrade. I would understand, let's say there weren't good names out there. Let's say the pool was rather slim. I would get that. But this idea that there aren't good names out there, that's just ridiculous. Let's go to Jordan in Calgary next up on CBS Sports Radio. Jordan, what's happening? So, I personally think that part of the issue, like, okay, I think Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy both shoulder a huge amount of the blame. Yeah. And so, so, so how much longer does Mike McCarthy have left on his contract? Do you know? This is the final year of his contract. He's a lame duck head coach. They have not given him an extension. So, do you believe that the Dallas Cowboys should move on from both Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. So so here's the tricky part. I don't think Dak wins you a Super Bowl. I don't think Dak is a great quarterback. I think Dak is a good quarterback. Dak Prescott's going into the final year of his contract. His cap hit, though, for next year is almost $60 million. So Dak's going to be on the roster next year. But if you keep him at that number, it's going to be tough to really improve this football team That's why most people believe, even though you're going to have to hold your nose and overpay for Dak Prescott, that Dak's going to get a contract extension so they could uh, alleviate that number this year and trim that number down. 
Man, if I was Dallas, I think I'd let Prescott go because to me it's like there's there's no point in keeping him. And there's no point in keeping McCarthy either, by the way. I think McCarthy's an, an average coach at best. Mm-hmm. But so, Jordan, just, re- just to be fair here, you're getting rid of Dak Prescott. Who are you bringing in? That's the tricky part. Like may, maybe you could bring in uh, a Michael Penix from the draft. I I, I know that that's kind of yeah. Well, that's the one way that you would have to go about this. You would have to do what teams like the Chiefs and what the Bills have done, who have been good. And thanks for the phone call, Jordan. It was a good phone call. Uh, you would have to go move up in the draft, and it would upset Dak Prescott. But then after this year, you would say goodbye to Dak. You want to do that? I'm okay. I don't think Trey Lance is the guy who they just traded for. I know he's a former third overall pick. Uh, you're not going to be able to go get a Kirk Cousins with how much money you have to pay Dak this year. Uh, is is Justin Fields someone? All right, he's still on a rookie deal, so you could get him and then eventually pay him. But I, like, I think Justin Fields could be good, but I don't know that for sure. So I'm okay with resetting the timeline on Dak, but you got to bring someone in this year that's either going to sit a year and going to basically cost you nothing or it could play right away, and then maybe you try to trade Dak, but still it's an enormous dead cap hit. It is. But in all likelihood, Dak's going to get an extension. And I don't think Dak's ever wins a Super Bowl in this league, but this is the world of the NFL when you have a good quarterback and not a great quarterback. It's the biggest problem in the NFL. The good quarterback makes great quarterback money. And Samter has talked about this until he's blue in the face. He was dead on about this. And sometimes you could say, oh, it's insanity to give someone a new deal, but then it's like, where else do you go? Like, look at the Vikings. That was a team that won double-digit games last year. They lose Kirk Cousins, and they go through a multitude of quarterbacks. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, yeah, I actually want Kirk Cousins back for next year. And I actually give him a new deal when no Viking fan would have said that before the season started. That's life in the NFL when you have a good, not great quarterback. Good quarterbacks, they think they have a seat at a great quarterback table, and in reality, when they get that table, then they fall right through the chair, and they still have their money. They still get the seat at the table. They still have their space at the table, but you know they're not as great as the actual great names that are, that are deserving of being at that table. Zach Gelb shows CBS Sports Radio. I'll make predictions on all the head coaching openings around the league. Who will get those jobs when we return? Update time first. Here is the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, it is the Zach Gilb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's make some head coaching predictions. I'll start with Stu's team, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's still mystifying to me why they haven't made the announcement yet that Antonio Pierce is going to be the permanent head coach. That like I never give the Raiders the benefit of the doubt. That makes me think that they're trying to cook up something else and they have something brewing. But I will still predict that Antonio Pierce is going to be the next coach. And it does make sense because Max Crosby wants him. 
You know Devontae Adams wants him. Let's say you don't bring him in and they don't like the coach. Both of those guys, not that you have to trade them, but they're going to be unhappy and they're going to request a trade. It is weird that they haven't announced it yet, especially with how quickly I know there was a clause in his contract and all that, that the Patriots got it done with Gerard Mayo. You would have thought after already having a head start to this with Pierce being the interim head coach that he would have got the gig by now, but we still haven't got that announcement. I'm going to say, though, that the Raiders do, in fact, make Antonio Pierce, though, their full-time head coach. So that's number one. Number two, uh, the Commanders. We know that they've hired Adam Peters to be their general manager. I would like I would think that Mike Vrabel would make a lot of sense for the Washington Commanders, but I'm not going to predict him to land there. Like we look at the Commanders, and because they have Josh Harris, this new owner, new life in, in that organization, everyone thought they were going to make a big, bold move. Reportedly, they're not interested in Belichick. Reportedly, they're not interested in Pete Carroll. I haven't heard anything on the Mike Vrabel front as well. Um, I don't believe there's been anything with Jim Harbaugh. So those are the four biggest names on the market that have been established. And it doesn't seem like the commanders are interested in any of those four from what we know right now. So then you look at the hottest coordinator, and the hottest coordinator comes on the offensive side of the ball, the OC for the uh, Detroit Lions and Ben Johnson. That's who I think is going to get this job. I believe it's going to be Ben Johnson. And you have Josh Harris who made a splash because that's a popular name, but it does come with it being a little bit unknown in terms of what he's going to be as a head coach. So Raiders, Antonio Pierce, Commanders, Ben Johnson. I go to the Atlanta Falcons. It's like, I would be surprised if it's not Belichick. Now I know Belichick is very tough to predict and Belichick has been linked to the Falcons from the start. He's already had one interview. Now they have a second interview Lined up, they have interviewed other candidates as well. They have also already interviewed Brian Johnson, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, so they're in compliance with the Rooney rule as well. So this could happen any day now. The thing to watch here with the Falcons is they currently have a GM in Terry Fontenot. Will Belichick be willing to listen to Terry Fontenot, or will this be one of those things where Terry's still the GM, but Belichick has no respect for him? Either way, that's an issue that could play on out and be a problem a year from now where let's say maybe they move on from Terry Fontenot or Belichick and Fontenot find a respect for each other. Bill, who's one of the great adapters, says, okay, I need to get away from the personnel side of the things and be okay with someone telling me that this isn't what's in the best interest of my football team. I'll believe that when I see it. But Arthur Blank, what we thought Josh Harris would do, this is what Arthur Blank is doing. He wants the established big name and he wants to make a splash and you can't make a bigger uh, a bigger splash than Bill Belichick. Now, I'm not saying that that means that you're going to have, you know, Bill Belichick of the last, for the most part, 20 years. But I do believe that Belichick can go to Atlanta. He'll use B. John Robinson the right way. He'll get more out of Kyle Pitts. And they'll find a game manager and above average quarterback where Atlanta could win the division next year. So I'll go Atlanta with Bill. The Chargers. I, I know that they've been interested in a bunch of names. Stemming from Vrabel, we found out today, uh, David Shaw as well, the former uh, longtime Stanford coach who did a lot of work with the NFL Network for the NFL Draft. And a lot of people love David Shaw in that role, and they've been speculating for years about David Shaw maybe one day coaching in the NFL. But I look at what makes the most sense when you combine being a little bit younger, 
You combine having a winning past and also a coach that's had success in multiple levels. Like, I just look at Harbaugh, and I think the world of Jim Harbaugh, what he's done in college, what he's done in the NFL. Remember, Tom Telesco was also let go, so there were some problems in San Francisco between Balky and Jim Harbaugh. You're hiring that coach first in L.A. And Jim Harbaugh is one of the hotter names on the market and I don't believe the Chargers could afford to risk hiring one of these young hotshot coordinators because Brandon Staley, with the talent that he had, ended up being a disaster. With the decision up against the Raiders, that decision to call the timeout, you know, you could argue cost him a playoff berth. Then last year, getting spotted a 27-point lead in the postseason and choking it up, everyone in America, heck, even outside of America knew, that Brandon Staley needed to be let go after that loss. They didn't. They brought him back this year. The players didn't respect him. They all thought he was crazy as well. They stopped defending him. And then, boom, the Chargers weren't even close to competing for a playoff spot. Harbaugh, from a leadership standpoint, Harbaugh, from a coaching standpoint, and a winning standpoint, and also not being as older maybe as a Belichick or a Pete Carroll, that's the guy that I think the Chargers end up hiring will be Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Let's go to the Seahawks. I think the job status of Mike Vrabel is one of the more fascinating ones in this hiring cycle. Like, it feels like when you look at the big four, Belichick, everyone gets a sense he's going to the Falcons. Harbaugh, I guess he could still go back to Michigan, but most of us, I think, are embracing for or or understanding or thinking that he's going to go to the Chargers. Pete Carroll, I think he's going to take a year off. I believe he's going to recharge his batteries and then a year from now, right, leave the Seahawks organization and then go find his next landing spot. But for Vrabel, I could see him waiting a year or taking a job. Like, we all know Vrabel's too young not to coach again. But I only think Vrabel's going to take the right job. I don't think he's just going to take a job to take a job. And last week I would have said immediately when the Seahawks job opened up, Uh, I'd probably be Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn has been a hot name the last two years. And I'm trying to understand if he's a hot name because he's actually been in demand or if it's it's his uh, agent working wonders. Because Dan Quinn hasn't got a job and he's portrayed it as, oh, I didn't want to leave Dallas and and I'm going to go back to Dallas. And people speculate maybe one day he could replace Mike McCarthy in Dallas. I don't know how true it is and how authentic it is with Dan Quinn actually being a hot name. And I look at the Seahawks. Even though Geno Smith is not a franchise quarterback, you got a lot of talent there. You have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Some young players on the defensive side of the ball. And then you have two running backs, if they could stay healthy, and Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, that I'm a fan of from their days at Michigan State and UCLA. Vrabel reminds me a lot like a younger Pete Carroll. And I do believe Mike Vrabel, even though there hasn't officially been an interview yet, will wind up as the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, We go to Tennessee. Tennessee and the Panthers are the two most confusing ones because it doesn't seem like Tennessee is going to embrace a big name. It seems like they want to go to a younger name and they're ready to build from the ground up. And then with Carolina, I think they're going to have to settle for an underwhelming name because everyone knows how toxic David Tepper is. So I could see the name I'm going to predict for Tennessee winding up in Carolina, the name I'm going to predict for Carolina winding up in Tennessee. But for Tennessee, I'm going to go with Brian Callahan the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a young offensive-minded coach. You know, you have a young quarterback in Will Levis. 
You really have to rebuild up that roster because Ryan Tannehill now is no longer going to be there. Derrick Henry is on his way out. And those were two guys that had some success in Tennessee, get a number one seed, get into an AFC title game as well. I'm going to say Tennessee goes to Brian Callahan. And for the Panthers, I don't think they get an attractive name, but just because it's not an attractive name at first sight doesn't mean that it can't end up being a successful marriage. Ultimately, it will depend on does David Tepper trust the new GM? Does he trust the new head coach? And does he get the bleep out of the way? And I'm not saying that you can't be involved in some things, but you can't meddle your way in everything. And you can't pretend to be the football guy when you're not the football guy. You know, David Tepper reminds me a lot like Chris in California earlier, <laughs> who just spews a bunch of nonsense and says a bunch of ridiculous things. Everyone's like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Like, what the heck is this guy doing in terms of these football decisions? Like, what are your credentials? Uh, but I will say the Panthers hired the Dolphins offensive coordinator off the, uh, you know, from uh, working with Mike McDaniel in Frank Smith. And that's what I think that the, the Panthers end up getting is kind of more of an unknown name that is younger also as well because the experience and season guys aren't going to want to touch that job or a guy like Ben Johnson is going to want $15 million to go to Carolina because he knows how toxic David Tepper is. So Raiders, Antonio Pierce, Commanders, Ben Johnson, Falcons, Belichick, Chargers, Harbaugh, Seahawks, Rabel, Titans, Brian Callahan, and the Panthers, Frank Smith. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk joins us next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 